Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The lure of being at one of the biggest clubs in England with multi-billionaire owners, it was an offer he could not reject. So he's now down south, he's gone from Ibrox, but he's in the history books now at Rangers as the man who won the first title in 10 years. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, Craig Moore and Leanne Crichton. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go, So the search is on. Rangers are looking for a new manager after Stephen Gerrard was today confirmed as the new gaffer at Aston Villa. Three and a half years at Rangers and it's a three and a half year deal for his new job at Villa Park. Dean Smith was sacked on Sunday. Uh, Stephen Gerrard appointed inside four days later. Craig Moore, what are you making of it? How quickly things can change in football, (laughs) eh? Uh, first and foremost. And then... Yeah, the exciting list that's um, been out there at the moment, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, Reno Gattuso, Derek McInnes domestically, left field shot at Avaladze. Uh, so look, I, I think the next person that will be in the position at the football club will be an ex-teammate uh, of mine. And you're going to reveal the answer before seven, aren't you, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> Who is the new Rangers manager? They can't really hang about, can they? Because... Uh, Uh, That League Cup semi-final is coming up uh, very fast over the horizon. So obviously that will be one massive talking point for us tonight and all the various aspects of it as well as Steven Gerrard uh, takes up that posting in the English Premier League. In 24 hours' time, Scotland will be in action in Moldova, looking to seal our place in the World Cup playoffs. No Hanley, no Dykes, and as of today, no McTominay. Can Scotland get the job done? Let's ask someone who has been to a World Cup, Leanne Crichton. I think they can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it'll be easy tomorrow night. I don't think they'll get everything their own way over there, Robin, as you mentioned, there's some players missing but that's an opportunity Steve Clark mentioned it this week an opportunity for somebody else to come in and do the job I just hope it's not as as tense as we've seen (laughs) some previous Scotland games it would be nice if it's a comfortable enough evening Um, and then we kick on and we look forward to to Monday but certainly to secure that playoff spot would be absolutely immense heading into the weekend and you're going to help out Craig Moore as we sketch together our Scotland team for tomorrow at five o'clock I know you've been doing some last minute research Craig Mm. and we will get that 11 on paper we picked it earlier on in the week but that was when McTominay was still fit and available Um, it's going to be interesting how Scotland uh, reassemble at the back and uh, the big question all along, I guess, has been uh, who will uh, line up alongside Che Adams in attack. But uh, the top story today, it was the top story yesterday, it was the top story the day before, (laughs) and it will probably still be the top story uh, in the coming week as well as Rangers begin their search for a new manager. Uh, Stephen Gerrard having signed a a three-and-a-half-year deal with uh, Aston Villa, 
And it all happened very quickly indeed, didn't it? And, uh, well, if you're looking at the the bookies' choices at the moment, I think it's two to one on, is it, Craig, for uh, Giovanni. Giovanni van Bronckhorst? He's a sexy name, isn't he? He's the sexy name, I think, out yeah. of the... All the uh, the candidates that have been mentioned there. Yeah, just looking at his profile, obviously played for Rangers, was a fantastic midfielder for Rangers, then moved to Arsenal, Barcelona, Feyenoord, 106 Dutch caps. Uh, he coached at Feyenoord as well, and most recently he's coached in China, and maybe very um, suitably for Rangers at the moment, he is uh, not in employment. Um, yes. So that could be a happening thing. Reno Gattuso, has been mentioned, uh, ex of Rangers in Milan, of course, uh, 73 Italian caps. Could he be in the frame? Uh, John Terry, I mean, just some of the names. I mean, there's a big list. Yeah, there. I mean, John Terry, Steve Bruce, Dean Smith, of course, it could be a job swap and a house swap for he, he and Steven <laughs> Gerrard. Uh, were he to uh, be in the frame for the job? Nuno Espirito Santo is on the market, having been sacked by Spurs. Frank Lampard, who looks as if he's going to be the new Norwich manager, but that's mm-hmm. not that's not sorted yet. I mean, the names being floated about Michael Laudrup, Paolo Fonseca, Slavin Bilic, Ronald Koeman. Alex Neal nearer to home, uh, Frank De Boer, Duncan, Duncan De Ferguson. Big Dunky as well. Yeah, you mentioned Derek McInnes is an obvious contender right at the top of the show. Uh, our own Barry Ferguson could be part of some coaching uh, certainly uh, line backroom staff, but Barry, Barry's not going to be a, a no. head coach. But, but he could be part, part of it, potentially. Callum mm. Davidson, obviously, merits a mention because of the success he's had uh, with St. Johnston. And the other one, uh, you mentioned Chota Avaladza, obviously, as a potential wild card there at the top of the show, Craig. Uh, Russell Martin, uh, mm-hmm. Leanne, has been mentioned as well, who, who of course, had a loan spell at Rangers and has been doing good things at Swansea. Yeah, he has, and he's actually a manager that I've kept a close eye on over the, the last kind of short while. Um, in terms of the coaching framework in Scotland, I know he's held in quite high regard. I think he completed his coaching licences in Scotland. Um you know, players that have worked alongside him, coaches that have worked alongside him have been very impressed. I think the job that he's doing at Swansea uh, is a very good one. You know, and I listened to him speak, I think, at the Derby, maybe two or three weeks past there. Comes across really well, spoke very well. Uh, and he's only 35 years old as mm. well. So, you know, he's, he's a, a good calibre of coach and, and manager already for somebody very, very young when you think that Stephen Gerrard is, is 41. So I think those names that you've rhymed off, though, Rob, is, is probably credit to where Rangers are just now because I know the timing of this is is not ideal. Nobody, you know, as a player, I know it, would, it wouldn't be nice to lose a manager during the season, certainly when you're in a good place, top of the table, um, Europa League and whatnot. But I think to to name off all those managers that would be happy, I think, to, to have a bit of interest and have their name linked with that Rangers job now, shows you exactly where the club's at. This is no disaster for Rangers. You know, timing-wise, it might not be great. Mm. But when you look at the potential replacements for a Steven Gerrard, Van Bronckhorst, you spoke about him there, his career as a player, phenomenal. A phenomenal mm. career. He's been on loads of experience in terms of management. He's delivered success. His title at Feyenoord was their first in 18 years. Yeah, That comes with some amount of pressure. You know, so he's lived up to that pressure. We see Scotland in this goldfish bowl where everything only happens in Scotland. But... Those managers that you've mentioned, there's, there's a fair few that I'm sure would absolutely jump at the chance to take that Rangers job just now. It's been all change, isn't it, since he tackled the speculation 
at the time uh, that there was a vacancy at Newcastle. Do I look happy? Do I look settled? Don't ask me silly questions then. Don't ask me silly questions. Well, it might have been a silly question about Newcastle, um, but cut to uh, not so very long down the line, Craig, and and he snapped up very quickly. It's all happened in lightning fashion, hasn't it? Um, That that, uh, vacancy at Villa. Yeah, like I said, I mean, two weeks ago, that might have been a a silly question, but I guess it shows you how quickly things can can change in football. Um, When I first seen, um, obviously, the dismissal, at, at Aston Villa of uh, Smith and then straight away Stephen Gerrard being linked. And I was really interested to to, to follow the language, Rob, uh, and, and very quickly I kind of felt as if there, there was going to, to continue to be some momentum, uh, that the language around about, um, you know, the possibility to, to talk to Rangers and then obviously Rangers accepting Aston Villa to, to be able to discuss. Then you know that it's only a matter of time. And business um, has seemed to have been done and struck very, very quickly. Uh, Rangers are now in a position where, as Leanne touched on, there's going to be loads of excited managers that want to come into to what is a fantastic job, a fantastic football club, and more importantly, a wonderful opportunity to, mm-hmm. to win silverware, potentially just around the corner. You, you, you're talking yeah. about coming back now after the break, semi-final against Hibs. Uh, and a potential cup final, you were better with the dates, Leanne? The, 19th of December. 19th of, of December. Yeah top of the league, still involved in, in Europa. Um, and and Rangers, in my opinion, still ready to explode, Rob, in terms of... Yeah, lots more to come. Lots lots more to come. Um, look, there's never a, a, a good time and it has come from a, a bolt from the blue kind of thing. But I actually think whoever comes in, um, the lift to the players, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's likely when a new coach comes in, lifts the standards... And I think that's probably good because Rangers have looked a little bit flat. I know we keep saying they're top of the table. I don't care. They've been flat this season. Leon Crichton and Craig Moore, of course. Craig had uh, 10 years at Rangers in two separate spells. Um, and uh, it does look as if Giovanni van Bronckhorst is at the moment leading the chase uh, to be the next Rangers manager. So many questions, of course, arising uh, from his departure. Was he right or wrong? Uh, to make that move right now. How will he do at Aston Villa, a club who are just a couple of points above the relegation places in the English Premier League at the moment? Uh, who will Rangers get as a replacement? How will the change affect Rangers' push for the title in this oh-so-important of seasons? You might have thought last season was important, and it was, stopping Celtic getting Rangers' first trophy in 10 years. Uh, but what about this one with the bonanza uh, financially that lies at the end of it for a team going straight into the Champions League as champions of Scotland. Will Steven Gerrard come back to plunder the Rangers squad? Kent Patterson, Tavernier, Arebo, might he fancy any of the above? All those questions to be uh, mused over uh, in the next couple of hours on the show. Let's get involved in the conversation. Craig from Cumbernauld. Hi, Craig. Uh, hi, uh, Rob, Craig and Leanne. How are you doing? Hi, Craig. What are you thinking? I, mean, I guess we've... You know, we've had plenty of time, in a sense, to think about it. It, it might only have been inked into the, the new contract at Villa today, but it's been inevitable, hasn't it, over the last maybe 48, 72 hours, Craig? Um, I think so. I think um, sort of uh, yesterday, last night, was when it kind of, for me anyway, I, I was really starting to look at it and think, uh, yeah, this is happening. Um, because it was really it was ramping up within the media and then you would hear of a lot of, you know, ex-Aston Villa players coming out and uh, people associated with that club um, talking about it. And, and for me, I just thought, if you're putting all this energy into your manager, he's, he's going to go. 
So I'd kind of resigned myself to that last night. But uh, it, it's massively disappointing. You know, I, if I'm honest, I feel like he's he's done us up like a kipper a wee bit here. Do you feel let down? Yeah, we're 10 days removed from a huge Cup semi-final. And let's bear in mind here that Stephen Gerrard's record in the Cups wasn't great at all. I think he managed us at Hamden Park maybe twice or three times when he was there. Um, last season, we had a chance. Many people would say we probably should have won him on a treble last year. If not, at least a double. Uh, and for him to walk out at this time of the season, when you've got those huge games coming up, um, and then obviously the week after that, we're playing Sparta Prague and what is as good as a, a knockout round fixture uh, in the Europa League. It does feel like a sore one, but don't get me wrong. I don't think Celtic should get the, the Mariachi bands out just yet thinking they've won the league because I'm confident we'll get a man, a, you know, a good manager in. Mm-hmm. The issue is he, he needs to be there before the semi. We cannot go into the semi-final, you know, having Graham Murray or somebody else like that on the pitch line. Otherwise, I think Hibs would then go into that as favourites yeah. because... I mean, you would, you would imagine you would imagine there must be some sort of succession plan, um, a contingency plan already in place. Um, you know, uh, in, in terms of Stephen Gerrard moving on, let's stay with us, Craig. But we'll get Justin, another mm. Rangers fan, into the discussion as well. Hi, Justin. Hi, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. Do you feel let down by Stephen Gerrard? What What is? How are you feeling today about Stephen Gerrard? I've got to be honest. I mean. Uh... I'm gutted, and I know that sounds probably a bit extreme, but generally it feels like a loss today. Um, in the same sort of calibre as when Walt Smith, first, the, the late Walt Smith, first walked away from Rangers to the Dirty Heaven, it's, it's devastating and could potentially be devastating to the season for Rangers. I think the timing of it, it, it isn't great. You, you would have expected kind of morphed from from Stephen and his backroom team and probably from Rangers and, and letting them go. But obviously I get there's the money side of things and the opportunity that he's got. You can't deny him that. But I just think the timing of it's really, really poor. Really poor. Um, as I say, for the names it's getting talked about, for <coughs> none, there's only a couple of them that are kind of instilling any confidence in me. No disrespect to the likes of Callum Davidson and, and stuff like that that's getting met, that was getting mentioned, but to to fill Gerard's boots, to keep a hold of the players we've got, um, to attract players of the same calibre. No disrespect to, as I say, the likes of Callum Davidson or Derek McKinnis. They are just not going to attract that kind of player. Um, potentially the likes of Van Bronckhorst can, but... I think we should be going kind of ambitious again if the opportunity is there. People want to go to Perry or that kind of attraction because, you know, essentially it's Rangers and, and I'm sure Barry and the rest of the team will know that without that attraction of a calibre in the game, you know, we'll take a step back, no no forward. Craig Moore, Rangers have set the bar high, haven't they, with, with having had Steven Gerrard for three and a half years? Yeah, very much so. In terms so. of profile. No, no, very much so. It Justin touches on into yeah, the, the profile. So look, I don't imagine that um when Rangers uh, under Steven Gerrard identify identified a player, then Steven Gerrard sat in front of that player. The conversion rate, I'm pretty sure, was sky high. Yeah, because of the Steven Gerrard is box office. People know him as a player. They they generally wanted to play for Steven Gerrard. Look, he's he's a he's a massive loss. Um but 
like I said, am I surprised that this is this is football? It happens. It happens all the time. The being away from the family was continually pulling at his heartstrings uh, in in terms of wanting to to get back closer to family. We we knew that that was going to happen at some stage. Is the timing ideal? Uh, it's it's most definitely not. How much were family reasons involved in this decision? Do you think? Oh, I think I, th I think massively. I think Stephen Gerrard with the opportunity to return to the Premier League, uh, to a club that he feels, uh, again, that he can improve. Um, Aston Villa are not in a fantastic position, so he has to improve the football club, and, and he's a lot closer to home. So I think it played a massive part, Rob. Craig, who do you want to see as Stephen Gerrard's replacement? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, I was, uh, you know, uh, for me, listen, I, I think Callum Davidson could do a good job. I know the other call said, and I, I totally get it, but the guy won two trophies with Johnson in his first year with a squad that had absolutely no right doing that in the first place. You know, if he can get the best out of those kind of players, what, why couldn't he come in and, and do a good job for us? I actually, in my head, I'm thinking I've got a funny feeling it's going to be Derek McInnes because with the financial situation, going for a manager on a job needs compensation. McInnes is out of work. Mm -hmm. yep. He's there. He knows the club inside out. And I know he said, you know, he did have a conversation with him in the past. It didn't work, but, you know, I think we have to be adults about it and recognise that sometimes that is the nature of football and business is business. If he, for whatever reason at that time, didn't feel it was the right choice or didn't feel the offer was what he would want it to be, then that's on him. But now it's a different ballgame. And the one thing I would say, whoever comes in, they're inheriting a far better situation than Stephen Gerrard did because they're inheriting a team four points clear at the top of the league in a cup semi-final, still in Europe, absolutely looking in decent shape, still in terms of squad numbers and players coming back, like Ryan Jack and Ryan Kent, back mm -hmm. to fitness. So you'd certainly rather inherit this squad than the one Gerard did. I just... What do you I think? What, let me ask Leanne about your point then. So Derek McInnes, Leanne, what do you think? Yeah, no, listen, I think a number of years ago, Derek McInnes would have been well-received as a candidate, as Rangers manager. I think where the club's at now, I've... I personally believe that they've moved on from, from there. I don't even think in terms of players, a lot of the time Rangers recruitment-wise look within Scotland. I, I think the, the vision is now European out with that, tapping into different types of markets. So I think Derek McInnes could steady the ship, if you like. I think he could come in until the end of the season, but I don't think that would be the right decision um, for Rangers. I think somebody like a, a Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is a no-brainer. You know, you're tapping into a different type of manager. They were a different network of people as well, um, different views in a transfer window, different players across Europe, different experiences, but knows the club. You know, and I, I think to get that balance just now, um, as both callers have said, Rangers are in a brilliant position just now. Mm. Uh, you know, and I don't think they've even got off the ground running yet mm. this season. They haven't yeah. been impressive, but they still are top of the league, four points clear. Um, the cup semi-final, European football, and that lure of delivering the title this season. And we know the financial gains that, that that will come with. Justin, for you, who's the man? I, I, I very much, Leanne just said the words right out of my mouth. I don't think Derek McInnes, as I said, is the answer. I think anything in Scotland, and that's no disrespect to Derek McInnes or Callum Davidson, but I think both would be a step back from, from where Rangers are and the, the ethos that Rangers have. I don't think either would instill any great confidence or, or inspiration to the players that's there uh, currently. I guess Callum Davidson's won two cups, but you know, 
with in the greatest respect, Ronnie Dyler won four, you know, and he's not considered exactly the, the best of managers. So from that kind of standpoint, I think worth that to me, I would have liked to have seen a bit more ambition around the likes of something a similar template to John Terry, Frank Lampard, somebody that's got a bit of stature in the game, all right, might not be as a manager. But Gerard didn't have it as a manager either. But what he was able to bring was a stature in the game, instant respect for players running about him and people that wanted to play for him. I think Van Bronckhurst has that as well. The only thing I would like concern I've got with, with Van Bronckhurst is he's, he's, from a managerial perspective, he's maybe lost a wee bit of that impotence that he maybe had mm-hmm. a couple of years ago yep. with Feyenoord. But certainly the names that's getting mentioned that are looking realistic, I would take Van Bronckhurst over any of the rest of them out with the likes of Lampard or Terry or, or something like that. Justin, thanks for your call. Good to hear from you. Craig as well. Uh, good to get your thoughts on uh, the outgoing uh, Stephen Gerrard, outgone now, uh, the Aston Villa manager. Uh, and what is life after Gerrard going to be like? Who is going to be the next Rangers manager? 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Those phone lines are hotting up, not surprisingly, on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Craig Moore and Leanne Crichton with Rob McLean. Uh, between now and 708 17 17 uh, 700. Uh, Stephen Gerrard today... Uh, said what he thought, a massive thank you, he said to the Aston Villa fans for the warm welcome that I've received. His quotes, I'm well aware of the stature of the football club and how special an atmosphere you all create at Villa Park. I'm looking forward to sampling that for the first time as your new head coach. Uh, Can't wait to get started. Looking forward to meeting all the staff which will probably be the staff he's taking from Rangers and players uh, and getting to work out on the training pitch. Also, obviously, sending a message to the Rangers fans uh, who will remember him, certainly, as the man who stopped Celtic getting 10 on the trot and landing Rangers their first trophy in 10 years. It was the title and it was by 25 points last season so what are the recollections like of Steven Gerrard as Rangers manager uh, what's everyone thinking about that uh, very speedy departure to Aston Villa and who is coming next in the hot seat at Rangers let's talk to Daniel in Wishaw and George in Bathgate hi Daniel how are you doing yeah very well how's yourself not too bad obviously with the previous call and also just uh Craig, how are we doing? Leanne, how are you? Good, very yeah, well. Yeah, all good, thank well. you. Yeah, and we've got... Uh, you've got George and Bathgate as well. Hi, George. Hey, doing, Rob? All right, how yeah. are you doing, boys? Yeah, how hey, are you, George? Good. So, Daniel, you first. What are you thinking? Uh, to be honest, first of all, I'd like to wish Stephen Gerrard all the very best to look at Aston Villa. Obviously, he gave us some absolutely stunning European nights under the floodlights. Um, just gutted, really, to be honest. Mm. I never really... Expected. I was kind of waiting for something. I don't think we've seen just real potential, to be honest. And George, what what would you say about uh, Stephen Gerrard uh, departing? Oh, I, I mean, Rob, I, I was gutted there uh, a fortnight ago when I called the Godfather Rangers passed away. Um, the day I'm a bit disappointed, but uh, I'm, I'm not overly surprised. To be perfectly honest with you, Rob, um, these things are always going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I was gutted when Watersmith passed away. I was gutted when Watersmith also uh, left Rangers. Um, but the position we're in now, Rob, compared to the position we were in when um, Stephen Gerrard came into the club, is two completely different things. Uh, we're talking about, I mean, I think it was Leanne there that said Van Bronckhorst coming in. That's where I'd like to focus. I'd like to focus on who's got to come in now. He's away now. It's as simple as that, Rob. And I can people say it's a bit, well, we move on. Um, but we've got to look to who's got to come in and who's got to steady the ship. Who's got to take us into our um, semi-final we've got in a couple of weeks' time and try and win the league again this season. That's the way I want to look at it, Rob. Who's it, who's it for you, Daniel? Who's, who's the next Rangers manager? I would totally agree with George. I would say Van Bronckhorst seems to be, I would say he's kind of got the, the class to take Rangers forward, especially with European European nights, um, league-wise. An absolute fantastic team um, in a really healthy position. So... Daniel Daniel and George I want to ask you a question so you're both going for the same uh, candidate in Giovanni Van Bronckhorst obviously a great uh, it's a great shout in terms of in terms of backroom staff what are your feelings uh, in, uh, in in that department so obviously you know Stephen's gone in and he's had a backroom staff and, and, and quite a lot yep. of them and they're all leaving now so what are your thoughts on whoever comes in in terms of the backroom staff that, that was that was kind of my thoughts, Craig. That was kind of my call, what it was really about. Um, I mean, I think uh, Van Bronckhorst would be a great appointment. Do I think he'll take the job? Do I think he'll be the one? I'm not 100% sure, Craig, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I would love it to see him coming in because the style of football he played at um, Feyenoord has yep. done a great job with him and things like that. And a, a smaller budget compared to what Ajax had at the time. Um, but I've been champion for a long time, Craig. And, uh, Barry Ferguson's probably just the age of my 40 year old Barry Ferguson's probably my biggest hero mm-hmm. uh, at Rangers he knew he grew up knowing the club he, he grew up always wanting to be a winner the passion he talks about for the club as well I'd love Barry Ferguson and if no Barry Ferguson Kevin Thompson uh, just to get that Rangers he's in there as well Craig because I think I think I can um, you didn't always need it but I think it's just the, the time we're at now I'd love a Kevin Thompson or Barry Ferguson just as in the backroom staff as well Craig, just to, to help us along. I think that'd be a big boost for the club. I think as well, it kind of the, you know, the, the DNA then of, of the football club, uh, as you touch on then, I think it's important knowing that you know, even outside the head coach, you've got people within that backroom staff that actually know what it's all about, that, that knows what yep. the club not only means to themselves but, but to the supporters. I, I do believe that that... Um, is crucial. So you know when you touch on a Barry Ferguson, um, you know, or or Kevin as well, um, Thompson, they're 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 people that certainly fit into that mould. It needs to be a seamless handover, doesn't it, Leanne? With what's at stake this season? Yeah, and I think with the run of games coming up as well, Rob. You know, there's there's an opportunity there. I don't think it's the the toughest run of games because I don't think you're going to face a Hibs team even in a semi final. You know, as much as that will bring pressure. Hibs haven't been in form. They're not in a good run. Um, their big players haven't been firing all cylinders, but that's maybe a bit of momentum and motivation for them. Um, I think it could be a worse situation, but it's got to be, pro- you know, it, timing-wise, it's not great, but timing-wise, it's also good in the sense that you've still got another whole week and a week in football, we know how much can change. Um, so for players to come back from international and a new manager to be in place to maybe at least have two or three days on a training pitch before the, the semi-final would be enough, you know, but I think the the bigger questions will be in terms of the backroom staff because I know Stephen Gerrard was backed massively um, from the board. I think every member of staff virtually behind the scenes, bar maybe two or three, were all his own that he brought with him. So it'll be interesting to see who actually remains from that group of staff just now. I don't expect um, 
Michael Beale to be about. I don't expect Tom Coolshaw, he's his fourth assistant. For me directly, just now in terms of coaching staff, I would only expect Colin Stewart, the goalkeeping coach, to be the one that remains. So um, that transition is, is maybe the tricky part, you know, just in, in how you turn that around in a short space of time. But um, no, it's, it's exciting. I think for Scottish football, it's exciting to see who the next name is, is going to be and what a season we could be in for. Yeah. You know, a, a new manager across at um, Celtic Park, we know the, the difficulties that that brought. We spent so much time speaking about it. Who would it be? The rebuilding job, well, that's been taken care of now. Mm-hmm. Celtic find themselves in a, a good place. Um, and Rangers are, are equally probably in an even better place just now, top of the league, and, and so much to play for. Is it a worry... Daniel, that that this could be unsettling to the players, uh, the changeover at this stage in what is such a big season? I hope no. I really hope it inspires them to kick kick on, obviously, give them a wee bit more motivation. Mm. Because when you've seen, obviously, when Postacoglu came in for Celtic, the the players have kind of got a wee bit... I would say the motivation's kind of a wee bit more focused this season for them. Um, So I would like to think that it would inspire and motivate the players to go and obviously give Stephen Gerrard the respect that he deserves, I think, for what he's built to show exactly what he's built to put there on the, the performance that maybe, I OK, did Stephen Gerrard make a mistake, go to Aston Villa, will he regret the decision? I don't know. Hopefully he doesn't try and pull pieces out in January then as well in the transfer market. Be interesting to see exactly. be interesting to see about the, the players that he you know, he's backed and supported and at times, you know, tell tells us all how much he loves those players. Uh, be interesting to see yep. if anything happens. Maybe he won't love them that much that he wants them at Aston Villa. <laughs> Come January. Look, for, for for me as well, I think look Rangers is a football club where as a player or as a coach you have to win trophies, you have to win medals. Uh, and for me, uh, the situation that's been forced upon the football club, they will handle, they will get the right person in. It will get a, a lift from the playing squad, which um, we we all know can perform so much better than what they have done, but they're in a wonderful position. So a new manager automatically will raise the standards, no doubt. But, but I also think it's important that, uh, again, that Rangers are box clever in terms of even for a new manager to come in. I think it's important that success is part of uh, maybe a trigger to future years at the, the football club, you mm-hmm. know, so that you you, yep. you you come in in terms of you, you go and win a title and win a cup and there's another two or three-year extension. But I wouldn't be offering three years straight up front, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. No. no. George, George, how do you feel about the, the, the pressure situation that this is for whoever it is incoming? There, there's Europe, of course, got off to a bad start. There's been a, a recovery on that score. Uh, whoever it is is coming straight into a League Cup semi-final. Rangers did poorly, as the, as as you would say, in the in the cup competitions last season. And there's a desire to do better. And the big one, of course, is the league, isn't it? With the with the it, it could be a financial game changer uh, for either Rangers or Celtic, whoever get their hands on the title this season. Well, that's exactly that, Rob. I mean, the other way you look at it, you might look at it with the uh, the fine half ball, you can see that the, the, we're four points ahead. So whoever comes in has got a four-point head start in the league. Yeah. Um, he's got a semi-final against Hibs. Um, his first game back, hopefully, that would be in place by that point. And then I would like to call it a playoff uh, against Sparta uh, for a place mm. in Europe as well yep. after Christmas, Rob. So, that, that is I mean, a cup final, isn't it? Uh, of course it is, Rob. That's the way you look at it. I mean, you can look at it base by and you can turn around and say, I mean, if the person thinks it comes in and is a bit nervous about that, well, he's obviously not the right guy for the job, uh, Rob, because what an opportunity you're coming in. You're coming in and you're saying to these guys, what I was going to say as well, Rob, 
Um, I mean, I think it was Lee Ann that was saying I could, we couldn't, nobody could put a finger on why Rangers aren't performing the way we were last season. You know, we're still at the top of the league and we're winning games and that, Rob, but we're not playing the same kind of football. Do you think we've went stale, Rob? Do you think we've went stale? Could this be a blessing in disguise? This is me, maybe, just trying mm-hmm. to look at the positive, Rob. Is yeah. this maybe a blessing in disguise where we've got to bring something in and it'll just freshen up? Leon, I was just going to put that to Leon. Good time for a change? No, I, 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 absolutely. I think if, if you ever want to make change... Um, you want to be in a strong position when that happens and not often do you get to come in as a new manager when the team is in a strong position. Normally it's in crisis. Normally it's when the team's not doing well, when you've lost players, you've whatever. This is a brilliant opportunity for a manager to come in without having to change anything drastically, but to come in with new ideas and a new maybe type of philosophy that I think you're guaranteed that those group of players can go and perform in the system that they've been performing in ever so well. I think on the day if Rangers play with that 4-3-3 with the fluidity and players at the top of their game, there's not many teams that can live with them, certainly in Scotland. Um, You bring a new manager in that can possibly tweak that system in moments that the team are not performing well or your big players don't perform or to come up with a plan B, going up against a Sparta, for example, maybe a Leon with a different approach. Um, I think that would be refreshing and I think as a player... When anybody leaves and a manager like that leaves in that moment, I think personally as a player, I would be excited about the prospect of learning and developing and getting even better with the group of players that you've got. Because other than the manager and the coaching staff, right now nothing will change other than that. Um, And I think as a manager, you're only as good as your group of players. Daniel, uh, George mentioned the word staleness there. Do do you go with that, 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 that maybe there was a touch of staleness about Rangers so far this season and maybe it was time to change? I feel as though up to the Motherwell game, obviously we've not been firing on all mm-hmm. cylinders, so I don't know what's went, what's went wrong. I don't know whether we've missed the idea of Jack being, a wee, being in the middle. Again, him being a big miss, I mean, I think we've been missing a big a lot of big key players, obviously. Um, Kent, Jack. Hillander. Just to freshen up. Hillander as well. I mean, these, these guys, Kent, when he's there, it's yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely totally different. Which he's shown in the last couple of games. And yeah. and, may, and maybe for, for for the new manager coming in, you've got Ryan Kent back on the scene. Massive. Maybe that rest has done, done him a power of good because he wasn't looking at his best early yeah, on yeah. in the season. And Ryan Jack is massive in that midfield. Yeah, but they're, they're both they're both going to have dips. When they, 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 you yeah. have you have those injury spells, you come back and you know what it's like yeah. when you first start, you're, you're absolutely flying because you're delighted to be out there. Mm. But you will take a you you will take a little dip. Uh, that that that's only natural. But look, for me, I would love to see um, just more leadership on the field, on the training ground, demanding standards and demanding better from one another. Um, I, I feel as yep. if that that's an area where Rangers can be so much stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 the value and 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 what you get is is so much more. Then I think you know you, you start to become a lot more comfortable in games. You control them a lot more. You actually finish games off. Just demand more from each other because the potential is there. We've seen it. George and Daniel, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Good to hear from you. Thanks very much. Cheers. All the best. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. 
So what are you thinking about the timing of Stephen Gerrard's departure from Rangers becoming uh, today, this morning announced as the new head coach at Aston Villa? And I guess the assumption is that he's taking his backroom staff with him, uh, the likes of Gary McAllister uh, and Michael Beale are going to be backing him up in the English Premier League. He's got a game against Liverpool, I think, next month coming up uh, pretty close on the horizon. Uh, but how will it affect Rangers in the forthcoming weeks and months? They're four points clear at the top of the Premiership. They're in the League Cup semi-finals. They've recovered in the Europa League. Still a chance to progress there into the knockout stages, which they've done in the last couple of seasons as well. And who do you want to be Steven Gerrard's replacement as manager? You would imagine it's going to happen pretty quickly. It's going to have to happen pretty quickly with Rangers back in action again in that League Cup semi-final after the international break. Leanne Crichton and Craig Moore with me, Rob McLean, on the... What night is it? Thursday edition of the show. It is indeed. Let's talk to Joe in Cardiff. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Good evening, everyone. Hi, Hi Joe. 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 Now, Joe is a Rangers fan in Cardiff, aren't you? There you go. Yeah, that's right. I uh, I think I was talking to like the producer then. I know it may seem strange, but uh, yeah, when my mum and dad met, uh, my dad was from um, Rossi, so when they married, obviously he's a massive Rangers fan at the time. When I came along, he brought me up to be a blue nose, and uh, and yeah, obviously um, for my sins, obviously still support Rangers, so. Yeah, even though I'm, uh, yeah, Welsh, can, I'm uh, I'm a blue nose through and through. So uh, yeah. Can I tell you, Joe, that on this show nothing seems strange at all? So don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, what, what are you thinking about Stephen Gerrard, Gerrard's departure? Yeah, I suppose um, you know, like a lot of Rangers fans, maybe we knew he wasn't going to be the long-term option. We knew he had his, his eye on obviously the Liverpool job one day potentially, but I just think the timing is more disappointing. Um, than anything, uh, you know, we've got the semi-final uh, around the corner. It's a critical period of time now. This at of Christmas to get, uh, you know, a head start within the league. We're off to a decent enough start, and I just think he had unfinished business, um, especially in the cups. When you think, uh, what you know, we we haven't had the best of runs in domestic cups for a number of seasons, even since he came in, and I think there was still plenty more for him to go at within the, the Rangers job. Um, but obviously, then you know you've got to weigh it up. Recently, he spoke out in the against the lack of transfer funds potentially, and he found that a little bit frustrating. Our European form has been great this season, so you know on one hand you you kind of try and got to understand where he's coming from, and he's had to manage limited resources as he since coming through the door. But you know he leaves us in a better place than where we were when he first joined. Um, I just think yeah, it's a shame about the timing. I think you know last year we managed to. The Coinvintage obviously win 55, that was great. But I still think he had plenty much more in the tank within this job. And I think also Rangers, without sounding deluded, but I think the Rangers job was big enough for him to potentially gain some more dominance within Scotland and then go to the Premier League and potentially go straight to the Liverpool job because we knew his contract coincided with Klopp's. So, right. you know, if he, if he had reigned dominant for a number of years with Rangers, I don't think that would have... Um, you know, put him in a worse position to go for the Liverpool job. Whereas now he's going to Aston Villa. Let's be realistic; he's he's going to win very little. I should imagine in terms of silverware, and, and obviously he's going to be tasked probably with trying to break into that top six, mm. maybe get a Europa League place, and all the best to him. I think you know he, he brought in some great coaches, which are going to be you know 
Foley missed around around the players, not just the gaffer himself. Mm. Um, but like I said, you know, he's got a really good bunch of players there. So hopefully, wherever the new man is now coming in, I think, um, you know, hopefully he's going to walk into a, uh, a changing room where players will be, you know, still set within their winning mentality and they can continue some good form. But um, yeah, I do think the board have got a massive task on their hands because I'm sure there was one or two contingency names on, on a short list with Ross Wilson, you know, doing some succession planning for this day. But this has happened very quickly, isn't it? So, like I said, it's still a crucial point in the season. You, you raised lots of really good points there, Joe. One of which was you, you suggested that, that Stephen Gerrard had unfinished business. That was a phrase that Barry Ferguson used uh, the other night on the show as well. Uh, yeah. He di- he didn't think that that Stephen Gerrard was going to go for that very reason, Craig Moore. No, yeah. <clears throat> sorry. No, yeah. no. I was just going to get Craig oh, Craig's thoughts, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, it, says it was yeah. an interesting one, but it shows in football how how quickly it it can um, you know change. I mean, Stephen Gerrard w- was building. Uh, and I say building because you know tenor, stop and tender was 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 his main job uh, to come in and to stop that. Um, he, he managed to stop stop that. So I think the next challenge was about winning more trophies, you know, and really really showing yeah. that you can you can back things up, uh, keep the team motivated, hungry, and, and go and dominate and, and win another a title and and try to add the cups. Um, because again, yeah. been a little bit disappointing there. So I think everybody feels a little bit. Disappointed um, because a you know a manager leaving sort of like three months into the season. Look, it, it's never great. I, I think there's also a lot of people out there that that kind of understand the the industry uh, and the way that football works. And look, this this has been pushed through because it's actually um, it's probably worked for all parties. So Rangers would have made sure that they got their their compensation, they got the route, the, the the right amount of money, and they've got to dust themselves down and, and move on. There's no person. There's no player bigger than any football club. Um, for, for myself personally, I, I thank Stephen Gerrard for the job that he that, that he uh, he done at Rangers and wish him all the very best at Aston Villa. I'm looking at his first five games and I'm <laughs> so, I'm seeing Brighton, Palace, City, Leicester, and Liverpool. So good luck mm-hmm. with with that. But it's it's football, Rob. You know, and um, for me, it's 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 more important about now moving forward, who that next person uh, is that comes in, hitting the ground running, winning more trophies. Leanne, do you think that he's been looking for this opportunity for a while or do you think it just came along last Sunday when Dean Smith was sacked and he suddenly thought, well, they obviously thought he's the man for us and he thought, that's the club for me. Yeah, I think it, it, it could be as simple as that, Rob. You know, that there's, you said, a focus. You signed that, I think, new contract last end of last season, was it? Or middle of last season. Um, I think his heart was, was in the Rangers' job and, and that he was happy. Um, I know we played out that soundbite earlier on of, um, you know, saying, I look happy, don't ask silly questions. Um, I think football's a funny thing at times and it waits for no one, you know, and I think it... Not too often in your career you'll find a crossroads where you need to make big decisions um, mm. and ones that you need to really weigh up the pros and cons to. And I don't think it's been as easy a decision. I think Stephen Gerrard might have had wind of it before yesterday or, or the last 48 hours, 72 hours, whatever. I think he might have known it was it was coming. Um, there would have been a conversation before any clubs made that, you know, really a public conversation. Um, but is it probably the best case scenario for him? I think so. Because I think what Stephen Gerrard needs to do now is 
If he really wants to get the Liverpool job at some point, which I'm not convinced that he needs to do that now, you know, I don't think that's the sole focus of, of his ambition. Um, he just needs to probably try and not do anything wrong if he wants to get the Liverpool job. So what he's been given now is is a club that I think he's maybe got a slight emotional affiliation to. I know Gerard Hulley was a mentor of Gerard's. He managed there. Gary McAllister's been there before. Um, there's other people working within the club that he, he knows and he's worked with previously. So I think for him it's maybe, you know, if you're going to go anywhere, this is where you would go. They're the fifth richest club in England just now. Um, he's got the potential to go and drive them into that top half of the table this season, which is m more than achievable when you look at that division. Um, the lure of the budget, I think you said, Joe, as well, uh, limited resources is what he's worked with in yeah. Scotland. Yeah. Well, he won't have limited yeah. resources now, will he? Mm. You know, so no, this, no. and that'll be a bigger gauge, I think, for for how good Stephen Gerrard is as a manager and a coach because. Sometimes it's better having limited resources and, and having to get the best out of players. Yeah. But what you've now got is the pressure to go and spend maybe 40 million, bring a player in. You've got to make good decisions with that. You know, you can't blame that on the fact that they're only a 1.5 million player and they've got no experience. What you're investing in them. So it's a, you know, it's a big job for them in that sense. But what an opportunity, yeah. all the same, to go for the, the limited resources in Scotland to the multi million. Uh, pounds of the Premier League Big opportunity yeah but but there are a posse of clubs aren't there in England who want to be the next Leicester City who move up from the pack and into that top four and the, the prospect of qualifying for the European places there is so much competition uh, in that area but back to Rangers Joe um, the, yeah. the three words that have kept cropping up on this show since we went on air at five o'clock are Giovanni van Bronckhorst is, is, he, is, <laughs> is he the man for you? Yeah, you know what, I think so. I think it's really important now at this point for, first and foremost, somebody who comes in and understands Rangers. Obviously, Gio has been there to play, hasn't he? So I think that gives him, um, you know, a benefit for the fans if he was appointed. I think, secondly, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that when Gerard was uh, being recruited, I think Giovanni was on the list, on the shortlist of candidates at that point in time, uh, you know, at the same time as Stephen. So, you know, and let's not, let's not forget, I think, you know, he won the end of the VC, didn't he? Uh, I think it was uh, with Feyenoord, mm -hmm. you know, with limited resources compared to other teams in the league, such as Ajax. He played for an attractive brand of football uh, at that point in time. And obviously, you know what, I, not, I, again, you know, he went to China, didn't he? And I don't think it quite worked out for him. And I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest parts I read um, around his departure from China was he wanted to be close to home. Uh, and be close to his family, so that's understandable, and probably that's, that's similar, I should imagine, to Stephen Gerrard's thinking as well, by the way. But, yeah, I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is my number one, to be honest, guys. And mm -hmm. then, um, you know, again, you know, we've got limited resources, haven't we? So we have, we have to be realistic and who we can attract. It's a shame that, you know, Michael Beale has joined Stephen Gerrard straight away, or Gary Mack, they may have been uh, potentially decent candidates, but... Um, yeah, I think Giovanni Van Bronco has been my number one personally, um, just because of his philosophy towards football. He's proven that he can do it at domestic level in Holland, which isn't an easy league. Um, and he, yeah, he yeah. knows the club. So he's been my number one. Dean Smith, you know, if he was up for a bit of a challenge, obviously it would be a big step down, I should imagine, even in salary and resources. And, you know, whether or not he went to take a long break from the game. Joe, can I ask you um, a question? Joe, sorry to cut. Can I yeah, ask you a, qu a question, no, no, mate? Listen, um, yeah. For example, Stephen Gerrard was always mentioned that he's going to come in and do a job at Rangers, which he has done. He's going to move. Yeah. 
the next yeah. manager comes in, say say it's Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, if he comes in and, and the language uh, out there is uh, it's to, to come in and to do a job at Rangers to then go to the, the Premier League. How, how do you how do you feel about that? Or you know, all are the supporters looking for someone that actually just comes in and says, "No, I love this club. I want to I want to be the manager of this football club, and I want to be successful at this yeah. football club." Yeah, it's a good question, Craig. And I think ultimately, all the all the fans care about really is trying is picking somebody, you know, whether they're here in eighteen months, two years, who will keep us at the top of Scottish football. And I think, um, you know. There's other names out there, isn't there? Obviously, Stephen Gerrard, he joined, was unproven, really, at elite management level. He was coaching uh, within the Liverpool youth ranks, wasn't he? But I, I take someone like Frank Lampard, Craig, to be honest with you, who comes in, he's, he's, he's went to the credit Stephen management. I think he did a decent job at Chelsea. Obviously, within Chelsea, you're never going to get time. Whereas, I think this Rangers board, you know, they gave, they gave Stephen Gerrard, what, three and a half years, pretty much two years of building and um, uh, trimming down the squad bringing in a better calibre of player. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think if he were able to attract maybe a Frank Lampard or even a John Terry, um, you're actually able to kind of excite players or attract good quality players, which Steven Gerrard did. Yeah. And I'm not sure, in all honesty, Gio would have that same pull of a player who maybe, you know, um, would choose Rangers maybe over a lower league, Premier League, or even a high championship Joe, Joe, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have, Joe. I'm going to have to cut you off right there. We we could uh, we could talk with you all night. Uh, we've had a good crack at talking yeah. with you all night. <laughs> uh, good to have you on the show, and uh, hopefully hear from you again soon. Cheers, Joe. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, All Joe. the best. That's Joe in Cardiff uh, backing the what seems a, a popular opinion about uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst as uh, the man to become the next Rangers manager. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. It's a name and a face that is inescapable at the moment on the TV screen in the studio. And uh, it is the sole subject matter for all Rangers supporters around the land and overseas at the moment as well. Uh, Stephen Gerrard is gone. He's the new manager, the new head coach at Aston Villa. And the big question is, who will be his replacement and when will that happen? It's going to happen pretty quickly. Uh, you would think, and uh, we've certainly been canvassing lots of opinion in the first hour of this Go Radio Football show with the Taxi Centre, Leanne Crichton, Craig Moore, Rob McLean in the studio at 
at your service. Just looking at the quotes from Stephen Gerrard today uh, about leaving Rangers. I want to say a heartfelt thank you, he said to everyone associated with the club, especially the fans for the love and support you've all shown me during my time in Scotland. Winning title number 55 will always hold a special place in my heart. Each and every one of you played a part in that and believe me, there will be many more to come. I hope in time you can understand and accept my decision. That could be the key phrase uh, to move on. But I honestly fell in love with the club and will always follow the team. Once a ranger, he says, always a ranger. Um, But he has gone and uh, things will move on. Uh, Craig Moore pretty quickly and uh, certainly it seems the bookies have decided that it's going to be Giovanni van Bronckhorst to replace him the former Rangers midfielder the 106 times capped Netherlands international Um, and how important is it that that he takes Rangers into different marketplaces because of his European and world profile I think look in terms of recruitment um, you know the, the manager and, and their networks is very important, Rob. I mean, the traditional markets are the traditional markets. We all know about the traditional markets. It's about, you know, what maybe uh, little gems are, are, in, are in other markets, having those networks. But, you know, Rangers have also got an extensive uh, scouting uh, team in place now as well. Ross Wilson's obviously uh, put a, a really good infrastructure in place. But you're right, the right manager, just sometimes it, it opens up different markets um, and and that's that's always handy, you know. Like I said, there's, there's some fantastic players in some different markets. Just need to look at Kyogo. Who would have been thinking about uh, the Japanese market? And then you, and then you look. So then you know we're we're all talking about potentially what's out there. Networks, different markets outside the tr- the, the norm, the traditional ones are, are also very important. Giovanni would have that. Also was involved in the City Group, mm-hmm. uh, so you, you know they they do a lot of extensive work throughout throughout the whole world. Let's talk to Gary from the Rangers Review. Hi, Gary. Hi, Rob. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. What, what are you covering from the news? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what, what are you thinking? I mean, I guess we've kind of known it, haven't we, for the last 48 hours, and it was confirmed this morning when uh, he signed on the dotted line with Aston Villa. What do you think about Stephen Gerrard leaving Rangers? What about the timing? Yeah, I mean, the, the timing couldn't be further from <laughs> from perfect to be honest I suppose if we've got one silver lining that is during this international break and it, it does give us a bit of a buffer before we've got another game so there is that time to start searching for a manager uh, but it's disappointing it's really disappointing over the years I think he's built up you know he's evolved over the years as a manager maybe it wasn't quite going to plan this season but I still think he had a lot to offer the club so it's really disappointing to see him go, and I think it's the fact that the whole football department goes with him as well. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of qualities and skills from there, so there's a there's a, a lot of recruitment required, and there's a lot of work for the club for the club to be going with. I take it you would have happily had a Gary McAllister or a Michael Beale um, had Stephen Gerrard not taken them with him to to just carry on the job that he's been doing. Um, I, I I think I would have potentially been open to Michael Beale. Uh, staying on I think he's got a great tactical mind I suppose the question really is you know is it does one work without the other you know does Gerard need a Beal behind him and does Beal need a leader in front of him like Gerard? so there would still have been a bit of scepticism there but he's certainly really been impressive over his time at Rangers so he's, he's a really sore one to see go 
I guess there's lots of ways of making it work, aren't there? When you look at Postacoglu at Celtic and uh, how he's turned things around there, uh, working pretty much on his, on own. his own because he, yeah. he, he's got an inherited coaching staff of, yeah. of the likes of John Kennedy and Stephen McManus um, alongside him. Yeah. I think in an ideal world, like I said, I think we all knew the intentions at, at a certain time Stephen Gerrard was going to, to go down south. Um, Ideally, you would like to have some control that you're keeping some of the staff so that that transition period is not, um, it leaves a big hole. Um, you know, you touch on Ange coming in, um, you know, he's coming by himself and he's done a, he's done a wonderful job. Um, he's set the example and and, and the coaches have, have kind of followed and he's, he's kept at it. They've, they've done extremely well. But He's doing the recruitment as well, isn't he? He's, he's, he's doing everything. I don't know <laughs> how There's many There's a catch hats. 22 with that though, Craig, isn't there? Because if you have a current group of staff that's there like the Celtic situation that the staff's still there in place and Ange Postacoglu comes in he needs to work with them and he doesn't get the option to bring his own staff then you look at the Rangers situation where a new manager's probably going to need to bring his own staff what is what is a better situation because you're then trying to work with you know a group of staff that maybe have got different techniques or this is the way they did it and this is yeah. the way it was or you bring in your, your new staff that you recruit and you want them to be there I think the, the short term is probably the trickiest part and just making sure that I think we spoke about earlier seamless that mm. that transition is as seamless as possible but Gary I know you spoke about timing but when is it when would there be a, a good time for a Stephen Gerrard to to leave Rangers uh, I, I think if you're you know if you're in an ideal world you, you do the Passover at the start of a summer to a new manager you know you give someone the six seven weeks to bed into the job uh, but as I said, you know, any time during the season isn't going to be ideal. I suppose it will be quite good to get someone in in the next couple of weeks. You know, De- December in particular looks really tough. Uh, so if we can get someone in to, to get their foot in before, you know, you need to go to Tynecastle and Easter Road and then Parkhead later on. I think I think that's the aim at the moment. So we've got Gary with us. We've got Jake, uh, a Rangers fan as well. Hi, Jake. Hi guys, how are we doing? Hi Jake. Hi Jake. How are you doing more to the point? Uh, obviously I'm upset. Like obviously the past few days have been kind of crazy. But um, I think because whenever you read the social media, and obviously social media is so big that you kind of know what's going to happen before it happens, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, obviously, obviously like, I'm only... I just want to be on record and I, I've, I've not sorry before in case I repeat anything that anybody said I'm just finished work so um, in case I repeat anything anybody said that Paul uh, don't but, worry about uh, it we make a profession out of repeating ourselves on here no I don't worry that's a great show what are talking about no basically I just, I'd love to thank Gerald if I, if I could see him now I'd thank him for everything that he's done he's built a foundation at the club um, that previously we didn't have when he came in see this this stat that comes out, uh, the one in nine, that stat's meaningless. Like when he came in, Rangers weren't tr- trying for trophies because we couldn't. We didn't have a squad capable of doing it. So you can't bring up that stat. I think when he came in, there was just nothing there, and he's left the foundation. Like look at the players that are there, look at the assets that are there that he's left. He brought them in. That that's assets that we now have. Your Ryan Kenshaw, Glenn Kamara, your Morelos, they are assets that we have, um, and it's because of him. But if you want my opinion on the move itself, I think it's a complete step down. Um, I'm of the opinion that Rangers and Celtic are in the top six biggest clubs in the world, um, closely closely behind your Man United, Liverpool, Madrid, Barca. I think they're the six biggest clubs in the world. I don't think Aston Villa can even 
be anywhere near that level. And I'm I'm just being honest, I don't I don't want to fight the guy. I hope he succeeds down there, I really do. I hope he wins a title with him for all I care. But I don't think it's gonna work. I don't think it's, I don't think he'll be a success there. it pains me to say it, but I don't think he'll be a success. Um when you look at the the stats, they're sitting fifteenth in the league, two points above relegation. Mm-hmm. We all know Nor- we all know Norwich are gonna go down. There's two more spaces there. Um, and I, I personally, if I'm Gerard, I wouldn't have touched it. But it, it's we don't know what's going on in his head. I understand family probably came in. They things obviously Birmingham's a lot closer to Liverpool than than Glasgow is. Yeah. So um, I, I can kind of understand where he's coming from. But I, I have to agree with Gary. That I saw it as a Gary. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Um, he said there. He mentioned the timing. Um, I'm not very happy about the timing. If I'm being very honest, uh, we all know every summer. There's, there's three or four jobs down in England. There, all, there always is. Look at the summer there. Spurs, Wolves, Everton. All, all jobs that were free in the summer past. Just there two months ago, three months ago. Mm. So this summer, it wouldn't be different. You would have three or four clubs that would be managerless or there'd be a vacancy there. Yeah. So you could have waited till the summer. Now, I'm not saying he might have got Aston Villa. He might have, he might have got a Brentford or something. I don't know. But I still feel like you could have waited till summer. And the other thing that's annoying me is, and I heard Gary touch on it there now with the Michael Beale scenario, I don't like this whole thing that we can just lose our entire backroom staff now. Like, if you work in any business, if you work in finance and you lose your entire finance team, what, what are you going to do? What, what, mm-hmm. what do you do? It's madness. It's madness, Jake. It's a top point and it's a big thing for me as well that um, that every football club, in terms of stability... You've got you've got to have people that that are going to be there even when change is going to happen, which naturally it does happen, and that might mean that a manager leaves on. But there's got to be some control within the football club that there's still part of that 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 stays so that it is seamless that transition. I know you'll get coaches that will come in, and and I've got no issue with it that they want to come in and bring one or two, no issue with it whatsoever. But when you start talking eight, nine, ten people. Uh, for me, that that that's a bit too much. I think the flip side to that again, Craig, is that if you keep those people in position, does it become a toxic situation? Because if they have an opportunity to go to Aston Villa with Steven Gerrard, I'm sure they're increasing <coughs> in salaries and, yeah. and everything else that goes. Mm. But do you keep them in position and, and they then fight against a new manager with different mm. ideas? But no, this is the way we've done it before. Well, I'm, this not is the way... about, I'm not talking about now. I'm not talking about the, the the team that's going is going. For me, Rangers, in terms of that scenario and what they allowed, I I don't think was great. Right now, I spot spot. I'm spot saying on. now, in terms of spot moving on. forward as a football club, now I wouldn't put myself in the same position. But how do you prevent for, that? For, for four and a half, you, you million, have people that are part of a, a five ten year plan, and they stay. They stay. They they build. They build consistency. They build stability at a football club. They know the players but, that are coming through. But then do you get a manager, sorry, like Steven Gerrard, if that's in the first place? First instance, you say to Steven Gerrard, you can come to Rangers, come here as our manager. Mm-hmm. There's your seven, eight, nine members of staff. We'll give you an assistant. Does, yeah, he, yeah. does he still come? I, I don't think he does. I think he comes with people that he thinks he the can The power talk. should always be with the football club and not the, the manager. Because, My opinion. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, Stephen Gerrard's success has been built around the yeah. team on the pitch that he's assembled, but also the team off the pitch that Ma- he's assembled. Ma- massive great coaches round about him. Just wondering, uh, Gary, your thoughts on had Rangers made it into the Champions League, and we were talking about that in connection with Rangers at the moment. Would would that have been something that might have persuaded Stephen Gerrard to have waited a little bit longer? Rangers in the Champions League groups for the for the first time. 
Um, I suppose it would really it could depend on the situation we're in just now in the Champions League. You know, if if we'd been drawn that group with you know Chelsea and Juventus, and we were currently on the on the back end of a, a few a few sore ones and heading out, then potentially we'd say, well, no, I've, I've had my crack at this, and I'll go. You know, if you're looking at potentially a couple of big games coming up, you know, dropping into Europa League or something like that, I think potentially it could. It's difficult. It's difficult to know his mindset. Uh, you know, it does feel like the, the first real chance he's had to go to England, he has went through with it. So it's difficult to know if he just thought, regardless, that the time is right just now. Jake, who are we, who are we fancying um, as the next Rangers manager? Um, well, I, it's, a, it's a tough one, right? Because. I would like to think Ross Wilson's had contingency plans for a while because Gerard was going to leave eventually, so there needed to be contingency plans in there. So I'd like to think that he's got someone lined up. Um, I'll tell you one thing Rangers cannot afford to do, and I don't want to slag the boy, but they cannot have another situation like three, four years ago with Graham Murray. They cannot afford to do that, not this season, um, with what's riding on the, mm. the... the whoever wins the league this year, £40 million guaranteed. Like what, what happened previously... Senior gets sacked and they bring in Murray for the rest of the season and it, it just didn't work. They need to make sure that this is the perfect time. It's Thursday night, you've got an international break, there's no games till a week on Sunday. That gives you a good 10 days, good 9 or 10 days. You get someone in um, and if it's up to me, I'm looking at preferably an ex-Rangers player who's got managerial experience and I think the only one that sticks out the note is maybe Van Bronckhorst. Mm-hmm. Um but I still think if you bring him in, you need to bring someone else in to help him. Maybe, yeah. a, I know he's on the show quite a lot, maybe a Ferguson, mm-hmm. maybe. Yep. Um, maybe a Neil McCann, something like that. Someone in there just to, just to steady the ship a wee bit. But um, one thing I don't want to see, I don't want to see any manager in Scotland get the job. I'm sorry. A- apart from um, a- any ex-Rangers man, I don't want to see any Derek McInnes. It's, get, an, it's um, an interesting one, that, isn't it? It's interesting because a lot of... Uh, for me, it's like, okay, you, you look at the domestic ones and you, you're talking, you know, McInnes or, or Callum Davidson. There doesn't seem to be um, a, a lot of support from the, the, the supporter base in terms of those mm. domestic candidates. So it's interesting that you're just backing up what's uh, what's been out there. Yeah, really. well, I mean, we've had, we've had quite a few uh, Rangers fans on the show earlier on and, and, and I mean, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is a very popular shout, Gary. Would, I, do you go along with that as well, Gary? <laughs> I think it I think it does appear to be the standout candidate, and it definitely helps that he seems to be very keen on the job. And he's you know, available. He's available, and I think that's that's important. I, I doubt I can see his paying compensation for a manager. So I think I think he, he knows the club. He's, he does have some success. I, I don't want to overplay it too much because he, he does have one very good season as a manager. Uh, he plays potentially a similar style to Gerard in terms of a four-three-three. So. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pros in terms of why he would be the person to be the most, you know, the contingency manager to keep things going. And as Jake and Gary have both said, Leanne, you would have to hope and have to think that Rangers have been contemplating this for some considerable time. Not that it was just around the corner, but and, and constantly updating the process as well, so that so that you know when it happens, if it happens, now it has happened, you know where you're going to go next. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't even know if if Ross Wilson and the, the team at Rangers would have expected Stephen Gerrard to be in Glasgow as long as he's been there. You know, I think when they they brought him to the club, maybe two or three years at best. It's now been three and a half years. I think that plan continues to evolve and, and change and they would know that he was coming close to, 
to a decision and you know I take the guy's points it's the first probably opportunity that he's had um, to go to England and he's jumped at it that probably tells you how close he was to moving on and I don't think that would come as a surprise to the club one bit um, recruitment's been good at Rangers over the, the last couple of seasons Stephen Gerrard was heavily backed and I don't think that the boardroom will be caught sleeping on this one I think there'll be a decision made quite quickly I would expect it in the next 48 hours if I'm being honest um, and that that manager gets at least a full week to, to go and prepare for that cup semi-final Jake and Gary thanks a lot good to have you on the show thank you cheers guys cheers. thanks guys cheers the Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go! go, 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 go. It's the music that says we're back on air on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Rob McLean, Craig Moore, Leanne Crichton on a Thursday on the day that Stephen Gerrard was announced as the new Aston Villa manager and uh, the job of replacing him has begun, if indeed it wasn't underway already. Uh, let's get uh, Brian from Govan on the line. Hi, Brian. Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for having me, folks. Not at all. The reason, right. I, want come on, the reason I want to come on tonight was just uh, to talk about Stephen Gerrard. Now, that young man uh, was given a great job and he respected that, but some of the bio I've heard today, he came and he stopped Celtic doing 10 in a row. That young man, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, left his family in Liverpool and came to Glasgow to manage what he called an iconic club. Some of the bio I've heard today, and they call themselves humans, never mind Rangers fans, I'm getting so upset and so uptight, and I just can't believe the rubbish they're coming out with. They're calling him a rat, every name, every name you can mention. But I wouldn't mm. go into no, any. No, please don't. You know, uh, no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't no. dare live one read. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let you down like that. I'm not no. that type of individual. No. But I believe there's three types of football people: those who made it to play at the highest level, us who didn't make it at the highest level, but we played. We could play the game, and there's those that know nothing about the game, but they turn up every week. And think you know everything about the game. Yeah, well, we've got two people. Well, we've got two pl- people in here, Brian, who certainly made it to the top level of, of the game. Leon Crichton and and Craig yeah, Moore. Yeah, and, 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 I've watched and, a lot of Leon. And I'm, and I've I'm watched go- a lot of her stuff. I watched a lot of her stuff. I watched. She's a good player, young lassie. A great digger. I, I love her. Her, 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 her passion in the middle of the park. I love how she digs. Yeah, thanks, you know, Brian. She's a great digger. And, and, uh, and what about Craig Moore? Reason, what about uh, Craig Moore? When, <laughs> yeah, he was a big as well. <laughs> Craig, Craig, Craig oh, I love Craig. Craig was tremendous. Yeah. Actually, one of my one of my cousins, young uh, granddaughter, Jamie Lee Napier. You know how Leon? Oh, I do. Yeah. Was that your granddaughter? Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's my that's my cousin's granddaughter. Oh, but anyway, yeah. The the stuff I heard about Stephen Gerrard today mm. on this podcast, it was absolute disgusting and well, they call themselves Rangers fans well, well, let's, you know, it, it let, Brian let's get some reaction from Digger Moore yeah, uh, yeah. who's dug himself yeah. out of a few scrapes yeah. in his time uh, what about the, the appreciation or, or lack of it from Stephen Gerrard I guess you, you always get the a complete cross section of views don't you on a day like this Craig you're always yeah, going to you're, yeah. you're always, you're always going to get uh, mixed views Brian and look I'm I'm like yourself mate look he, his job uh, was to come in and to to stop Celtic winning ten in a row. That was the, the, the number one the number one job for Steven Gerrard. He come in and he achieved that. Now with that, obviously the expectation of the football club is now can you go on and win more trophies? That that's yeah. the expectation. Look, the timing yeah. of 
of, of Stephen Gerrard leaving. Look, it's it's not ideal, and that's where obviously there's a, no, there's a no, divide. I think that's I think that's about uh, saying for people that the timing is a bit wrong. Yeah, yeah. So so there's a split in terms of you know some people they understand yeah. it because that's a football industry and wish him all the best. Um, uh, yeah, to, to I wish him all the best. He's a fantastic lad. Yeah, no, and then like I said, and then the other side of that, uh, uh, you know, people that obviously football's an emotional game. They they they, yeah, they can get yeah. emotional because uh, they they see yeah. it as you know he's he's let us down. He's let the club down. Yeah. I thought he was going to yeah. stick it out, but look, yeah. the reality is he's come in and done a fantastic job. Incredible job, Craig. Incredible job. And, and I think, Leanne, you would have to look at where Rangers were then, three and a half years ago, yeah. and, and where Rangers are now. Let's let's get Leanne's view on that. No, absolutely. And I think that's probably where a lot of football fans, you've, you'll have heard that today, Brian, they're, they're delusional. Because Stephen, delusional, Stephen, Ger- Stephen Gerrard came to Scotland to do a job, to do his job that he was asked to do, and that was to deliver whether you looked at stop 10 in a row or win Rangers 55th title. And he, done he, it. he managed to achieve that. And what a lot of fans expect when the loyalty is a word that gets thrown about a hell of a lot in football. But yeah. I think if yeah, you ask somebody that. to stick with a job for three and a half years under the enormous pressure of an old firm environment, yeah. Yeah. you look at what yeah. Brendan Rodgers delivered for Celtic and even he yeah. never left with the best wishes of yeah. a lot of the, the yeah. Celtic support. Yeah. Yeah. Neil yeah. Lennon, the career that he had, mm. the management career, the amount of trophies yeah. as a yeah. player and a yeah. coach. He never, he, well. he never left. So um, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You know, And I think exactly ultimately right. as an individual, what we all try and do is make decisions yeah. that are best for our families, for ourselves yes. and for yes, our career. Absolutely. And I think today that's absolutely. what Stephen Gerrard, that's the decision that he's made, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I believe he's done, Leanne, as well. But, I mean, I, I thought it was great for me. Come here, Rangers. And people were saying, who's he managed? He's only an, an under-18 team. Mm. But he was one of the best players of his generation. The guy yep. knows the game inside out. Yeah, he was iconic, you know? wasn't he, as a as a player? Yeah, of course, uh, and he's done it, and, he, and he's done a great job. And, and on a day when some people have been having a go uh, and being critical of him and the timing of the departure and all the rest of it, uh, at least Brian, you've put your views on record on this show uh, about the job he's done. So well done to you. Incredible job, mate. I'll never, I'll never forget him, and I wish him all the best. And I just hope he gets much success at Aston Villa and shut a few people up, you know. They're saying, oh, they'll go to Aston Villa and they'll get relegated. Well, watch this space. They'll not get relegated. He'll get the right people in, what he done at Rangers. That's what he'll do. He's no fool, Stephen Gerrard. He knows what he's doing. Brian, good to hear from you. Cheers, Brian. Cheers, Brian. Take it easy. That's Brian, that's Brian from Govan getting his uh, views uh, across and, and and rightly having a go at uh, some of the, the people who have been taking a pot shot today. And, and it always happens, and, and especially in this social media age, uh, that Stephen, Stephen Gerrard's getting it in the neck from, from some quarters today. It's sad, really, though, isn't it? And I think that's where people get caught up in, in the football and in their club and their passion. And you need to take a wee step back at times and think what Stephen Gerrard has probably sacrificed in this time. Gary McAllister, he's coaching. None of them are, are Scottish-based. None of them brought their families with them. For three and a half years, they've, they've lived away from home. They've had to create a new home. I think they've given everything to the job. Like every manager does. You know, No manager goes into a job with the expectations to give anything less than 100% and be committed to that. Um there will be a minority of fans that will be upset and will vent their frustrations, I'm sure. But 
if Rangers can transition, you know, in terms of bringing in a new coach, uh, a new head coach, staff, that it's not detrimental to the season. If Rangers can continue and deliver a level of success, I think Stephen Gerrard's name at Rangers will remain intact. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, and, and he will forever be remembered as as that manager that did go on and, and deliver that that also important title. One of the questions arising from today, and we haven't really got into it because uh, the the talk has been uh, flowing back and forth on so many different uh, sides to this story. Uh, will Stephen Gerrard come back, do you think, and plunder Rangers uh, and yeah. and the, the players that, that might potentially be targets for him? I mean, Ryan Kent is the one that screams out. Um, Another one know, screams out at me. Is Nathan Patterson. <laughs> that yeah, screams yeah, out at exactly. me as well. James, James Tavernier, who is the finished article mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a fullback. Would, he, would his skills transfer to the English Premier League with Villa? And Joe Rebo um, is another one. You just wonder, maybe at a good age and a good time for him to, to make that move. Do, do you think, will Rangers be wary of that happening, Craig? You, yeah, you would definitely think so. I mean, you will kind of find out in terms of how how the how it ended, um, if you wish. You know, in terms of whether or not they, you know Stephen Gerrard does do business with Rangers come come January, because there are some talented players within that football squad uh, that we're all well well aware of. You know, Patterson for me is 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 the one that you know still it's probably not where he wants to be. Uh, he, he wants to be playing football week in week out. Stephen Gerrard has come out. Um, on so many different occasions, saying how great the lad is. He's an emerging kind of talent, but... If he's not playing at Rangers, is he going to be playing at Aston Villa? Well, I'm, I'm going to go through the, the team list in terms of Villa, who's playing at right fullback. But yeah, again, you're down there. Um, he, he he could play, in my opinion. He's, he's a senior international player now, mm. uh, Patterson. I, I think he can... He'll he, be he a can, new team for tomorrow he, night, he, I would he, imagine. He can step up. Yeah, he's, um, he is in my team. Cash, maybe? He is in the team. Matty Cash, Cash target. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's actually just been called up or he's playing for... Yeah. Poland, maybe. Yeah, which, that is, he's just trying. Yeah, yeah, uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so similar, similar situation. But in terms of the, the the Premiership clubs, okay, the player wants to play. I I get that. Every player wants to get down to the Premiership mm-hmm. at some stage as well. You would like to think that there's perhaps been a conversation that if if Stephen Gerrard goes, it's with the best wishes of the club and everybody involved, and that you don't raid Stay the away. club in January. Keep off the speak, grass. Speak to us in the <laughs> summer would be the conversation. Yeah. Um, and I think you would hope that that would be respected. You know, you you see in in due course whether Stephen Gerrard really truly rates the the Scot- the players that he's brought to Scotland and whether he thinks that their assets and. Uh, skills can be transferred over at the Premier League there, there is probably only two or three I think within the ranks really when you look at them as players um, that Stephen Gerrard could gamble on mm. I think and take to the English Premier League but what you do know is that he's put a price tag on the likes of Nathan Patterson that uh, more than five he million. thinks is, is through the roof <laughs> so it could actually benefit Rangers um, over, that the, price over, tag could change over the course that's it or his business business as they yeah. say um, only time will tell I guess I mean Rangers fans will wonder uh, they'll hope not, but they'll wonder whether this change of manager could affect, could disrupt their season. Although they haven't been firing on all cylinders so far, and, and you do feel there's more to come. So maybe I'm not sure how applicable that is. But what they wouldn't want is that double disruption of change of manager and then significant changes to the squad Lions come squad. come January. No, and and look at the end of the day, I think that if if Rangers continue to to go about their business in the way that they have. Um, I, I do expect bigger and better things in terms of their performances, Rob. But then, then that would have Rangers in a really strong position um, come Christmas. I, I don't expect them to lose anything um, of, of huge influence. I would expect them to sit tight 
any discussions about any of our players is now going to be at the end of the season. I agree with, with Leanne on that. One thing that, that Leanne touched on before and the sacrifices that the, the, the Gerrards and, and a lot of managers when mm-hmm. they, they, they come into new clubs and they're not from those particular countries. Would you, in terms of the next appointment, is that something as a football club that you you turn around and whoever gets the job and say, but I actually do want you to be based here. You need mm. to you need to live here to to integrate into. Um, I think when you see people coming and going all the time, it's also not a a great look. Yeah. Well, what's your thoughts on that, Leanne? Yeah, no, I get that, and I think that can become detrimental to the the cause as well. If it's a manager that that travels a lot or players that travel a lot, I've I've heard that in the past. You know that players maybe try and even a couple hours drive every day, and at some point the club step in and go, listen, it, that's no good. You know, you're you're picking up injuries, you're no focus, your times get. You need to move closer. Um, I think Rangers now moving forward will, will try and find that level of consistency because the club are in a good place, certainly in a much better position than they were when Stephen Gerrard first came in and, and, and took the reins. So I think they do have the power and control in that aspect that they can probably set certain demands on a new manager and a certain group of coaching staff and saying, oh, look, this is where we're at. These are the levels that have been set. This is what we look to maintain. This is the expectation of the fans and the supporters and this is what you're expected to deliver. I think if you're given the opportunity to go and manage a club the size of Rangers or Celtic for that matter, you surely must know that you're all in, you know, because it's an astronomical job in world football. You know, and we get caught up in that in Scottish football. But I think people out with recognise the magnitude of that job, mm. and that you won't get away with cutting corners left, right, and centre to be here. And and you've got to look at it as a long term plan. And see, to be honest, seeing football now, three and a half years, four years, probably is a, yeah, a relatively yeah. long term plan when yeah. when you look at the yeah. uh, life expectancy of managers and current jobs. Well, he was he was longest serving manager, wasn't he, in the Premiership when he when he went, which is incredible. No, um, it, it, it is incredible. I, I just feel like up here, it's it, it, look, it's it's unique. It's it's so different, Rob, because talking about Stephen Gerrard stopping Celtic winning ten in a row, bringing fifty five titles to Rangers, right? Massive, absolutely massive. But then it's massive the next year because it's like already we're like, where's the next trophy? Where's the yeah. next trophy? And the where's money, it? you know, and, 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 and so Champions not, League and European football. It's, all all the that kind of continue. thing. It's non-stop. It actually doesn't. It doesn't get easier. It gets harder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible, yeah. Glasgow. Well, you say that about the best teams as well, though, Craig. It, it's so it's easy enough to get to the top. The hardest bit is staying there. Mm-hmm. You know, and repeating that. That's why that Celtic uh, run of trophies and titles and change of managers and the way that Neil Lennon was looked upon as well when, you know, it was almost frowned upon that he was given that job, but he got them over the line and, and they delivered nine out of nine. It's it's incredible because that is not as easy as it, it once looked for Celtic. You know, it, when you get that winning momentum to sustain that uh, core group of players, that players want to remain at the club and that they don't, you know, get turned by the, the first option of a, a, a different challenge. Um, that you want to be there and you want to be part of that success. And I think that's what Rangers need to ensure that there's there's a bit of damage limitation in, in terms of the current situation. It might seem like it's the only story in town, but there is the small matter of a match in Moldova tomorrow night for Scotland, which, if they win it, will propel them into the playoffs, which hopefully lead us to the next World Cup. Going to talk about that after this. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go! Yeah, we're going to do it before we finish. Definitely, we're going to talk about Scotland 
In a show that for obvious reasons has been dominated so far by the departure of Stephen Gerrard and the question of what happens next at Ibrox, Rob McLean, Leanne Crichton, Craig Moore, um, time flies when you're talking football. I think we're going to get some T-shirts done with that on the, <laughs> that little logo on there. It's going to be quite a big logo, but uh, we might uh, we might just pull it off. Um, so the three of us, uh, plus the man who, well, he's been living the dream for some considerable time now, hasn't he? Because he supports St. Johnston and Scotland, don't you, Ryan? Yes, I do indeed. <laughs> and, uh, no, you're right. <laughs> and you're not worried about Callum Davidson departing or anything either, are you? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't <laughs> think that will happen. I hope not. If not, Rangers, you better get your checkbook out. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not Callum's agent by any chance, taking your 75%, are you? Ah, uh, I better not be. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you, yeah, think, what are you thinking, Ryan, about t- tomorrow night? Are you in confident mood? Because as of today, of course, we've got no McTominay to go with, no Hanley who's injured, uh, no Dykes and Christie are suspended. Yeah, well, that's a... It's a big one that I heard that today on on the news. Um, just hopefully we can get across the line, get it done, and then we can start looking forward to the who our potential opponents could be if we win tomorrow. That'd be a, that'd be a good shout. So Let, let's get that uh, confirmation then from Stevie Clark today. Let's listen to him about McTominay. No, almost everyone's good. Uh, unfortunately, Scott McTominay's picked up a bit of a throat virus, so we. We've sent Scott home so they can have a couple of days at home to rest and recuperate and hopefully join us again at the weekend. So everyone apart from Scott is, is in a good place. What sort of cover is there? We have, we have. I looked at the squad, obviously you can think about calling someone up, but we, we, we have good cover at centre-back and good cover in midfield. So yeah, it's disappointing to lose Scott, but it's going to be a big chance for someone else to play in the team. So Ryan, what are you doing with your back three for tomorrow? Yeah. <sighs> uh, Oh God! <laughs> I'm trying to think who I've got now. Right. Uh, well, Leanne will help you out here. I go. Yeah, I've got my three would be Tierney, Henry, and Suter. Although I wouldn't object to Tierney, Cooper, and Henry. Um, I think any either of those combinations in in three um, would do me just fine tomorrow. It is a, it is a blow though, Craig, isn't it? I mean, that's your that's your position, the old central defensive setup. And yep. and had everybody been available, it would presumably have been McTominay, Hanley, and Tierney. Yes, well, if everyone was available, mm. yeah. I mean, um, but you're right. I think Leanne, I've, I've also I've got Tierney, uh, Hendry, uh, and Suter. Suter coming potentially in off the the back of some really really good club form. Um, you know, he's had his. Injury issues with Achilles and what have you, but he's come back and he's been. Oh, it's fan- a great story. He's been, he's been, he's been fantastic, yeah. fantastic this season. But it's like Tom is a big, a, a big miss because he you know, again McTominay is going to play in your, your, your best starting at starting eleven if he's fit. Um, it's a tough game. This is going to be a tough game, and, and you know Steve Clark will definitely want to make sure that he's got the what he feels to be the, the best players to, to get out there and go and get the, the right result, Rob. But are, mm. we at, are we at the stage now where we're going through like our full starting 11s or we're working we're, well, we're work, do you working sense, our do you, sense that we're, <laughs> do, you, do you sense that we're edging? I, I just saw that panic look in your face and I thought, yeah, I'm going to get your whole team from you shortly and I know that you don't have a clue. No, so, no, 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 you do. No, 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 absolutely. But I, I'm just wondering, Leon, what sort of message that sends out. If, if you pitch in John Suter, who's just been added to the mm-hmm. squad, obviously, what does that say to Scott McKenna and Liam Cooper? Yeah, no, I know, and I take that on board. I think when you look at Steve Clark and his team selections, it, it might be a surprise inclusion tomorrow, and there's probably more chance that he would go with a, a Cooper 
in there, you know, and just steady the ship. I think Jack Henry for me has got to start. I think he's been solid in any of the occasions that I've watched him. I think Tierney's always one of your first names in the team sheet. So um, the only thing that would go for Suter is based on form. I think he plays naturally in that back three. I think he's been a stalwart since he's come back into that heart side. People speak about the differences from that championship team last season to the team that are flying high uh, in the Premiership this season. And, and Suter's one of those factors. He's, he's a massive asset to that heart side and rightly get called up into the squad, I think, as that replacement for Hanley for this camp. So um, I don't think managers at times just bring players for the sake of it. I think when you listen to Steve Clark there, he's, he could have brought in another player to mm-hmm. replace um, Scott McTominay, but he's looked at the squad and he thinks they're OK. So I think over the, the two games, um, Friday, Monday, I, I, I would be more surprised not to see Suter involved at all, if I'm being honest, um, with the magnitude of both games. I think he deserves to play. Obviously, Ryan, you're the knowledgeable one of the four of us. So, um, in terms of wing backs, are, are we thinking <laughs> if we if we go for for if we've settled on the back three, are you talking Patterson and and Robertson as your two wing backs? I'm assuming it's Craig yeah. Gordon and goals, unless you can squeeze Xander like Clark in there at late notice. Well, I hope so. You should put two goals in there. He's six foot four. They'll definitely but not I, score then. Yeah, you, hey, I'm not. I'm not dissing your knowledge here, by the way. Your knowledge is. 20 times better than mine I'm just a supporter um, but I def- I would definitely like to see Patterson um, and the, the, um, Robertson or, or Tierney or whatever way kind of vice versa um, I think that's where our strong point is I think with the, the attacking that we can uh, hopefully get up front I would like to see the new boy play tomorrow mm-hmm. and that Jacob Jacob well, Murphy Jacob Brown Jacob Brown. Jacob, yeah. Brown, Jacob Brown. Jacob Brown. I guess he's Bruni in the squad by now. You would, you would, you would hope, wouldn't you? Uh, Jacob Brown from Stoke City. In fact, here's Andy Robertson today speaking about him, Ryan. Settled in really well, you know. Um, settled in off the pitch really well, which, you know, when I look at it, I think it's the most important. I think if if, if players are settled off the pitch, you're most likely to get the best of them on the pitch. Um, he's trained really well this week. And um, yeah, the boys have took to him and he's took to the boys. You know, you can see him having laughs and jokes already, which is which is important. Um, you know, I had, you know, quite a few conversations with him. Seems a really good lad. And, and you know, it's important that he settles into the squad because, like I've touched on, the squad is already, you know, close and, and we've been through a lot of things together. And when you boys come in, it's important to feel part of it straight away. And, you know, you'll need to ask Jacob, obviously, that. But I believe he'll feel part of it already. And, you know, he'll feel comfortable in his surroundings and um, that's the most important. And, and I just saw a picture of him as a four-year-old with a kilt on and for me, that's him, that's him <laughs> into, start, the, into the starting start line. Would you, would you put him in, Leanne? Would you put him straight in in the absence of Dykes and Christie? I wouldn't object to it. Certainly wouldn't object to it. I don't think, again, that he, he's there just to make up the numbers. I think he adds something different. He's in a good run of form. He's scoring goals. Must be a confidence factor there. I think he spoke about the emotion and, and the pride within his family as well. You know, the news of the call-up and, and how much it meant. So um, I wouldn't have any hesitation. I think Shea Adams is also in a decent run of form, probably getting mm. his, his confidence back as well. I think that was lacking. Um, for me, Adams probably starts tomorrow night just based on continuity within the group and, and sticking to what you know I think Brown would be uh, you know a, another good addition to come off the bench if you're looking for a goal um, and for me McGinn would probably support him and I'll just chuck in my midfield three as well mm-hmm. would be McGregor Gilmore and I think Turnbull might start tomorrow night to allow right. McGinn to be pushed up one 
Yeah, Craig's uh, Stephen Craigan was on with us Tuesday, and and that was his uh, that was his call for what Scotland might do in the attacking areas. I mean, Adams has got to play, hasn't he? Because he, you know, um, he's come back to scoring form recently with Southampton, yeah. and he's never let Scotland down uh, either, to be honest. Um, yeah. and, and Craig's thought was of playing Turnbull off Adams. What what are your thoughts, Craig? I look, I'm, I guess it's slightly different. Um, look, I, I get it wrong plenty. Uh, and may well be wrong this Sorry, time. Sorry, we're but, looking for us to disagree but, there. But I go, look, for me, I just think that the, the, the three in midfield that for me uh, have have been rock solid, and I, I think you'd probably stick with it, uh, a Gilmore, McGregor and McGinn. Uh, I just think that those three mm. are, 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 are locks, but could be wrong. And then I've obviously got Shea Adams up top, uh, and, and either Kevin Nisbet um, or Jacob Brown. Jacob Brown, look, obviously playing, playing well, I believe five goals, four assists, Decent level in the championship. Um, the only thing that would probably put, although I do have him starting, Kevin is, but the only thing that, that works against him is obviously the COVID situation, Hibbs not playing matches mm-hmm. on the back of maybe not unbelievable form, but very familiar uh, of the, the national team setup. So I've got him starting up top. So that's my, that's my 11. And of course, you do wonder uh, about Stevie Clark, how much of it is continuity and sticking with the the beliefs that he's had all the way through this campaign as as we've progressed uh, and how much he's influenced by the the training that they're having in Spain at the moment and, and somebody like Jacob Brown or David Turnbull or whoever else, Kevin Nisbet on the training ground, particularly impressing him at the moment. No, you're right, Rob, and I think that's where as a manager you probably need to be agile and open-minded to you know players that might be in form and, and catching the eye in training because otherwise there'd be no point in taking to the training pitch if it had zero impact mm. on team selection. So you would like to think that there's a few knocking on the door. For me, I think David Turnbull's been that one player that maybe I've expected more of in a Scotland jersey or, or, or I thought would have had more opportunities and I think with his run of form and confidence and the way he's played that's why I think he will make it in there and I just think Steve Clark is sometimes predictable in, in terms of that loyalty that he shows to the majority mm. of the group uh, even a Scott McTominay for example you know I, I don't think he's ever the first name in the team sheet I think he always manages to navigate his way in there one way or another um, based on personnel and sometimes there's been you know, a bit of fortune there as well because players have dropped out and, and others have come in. So um, whatever the team is tomorrow, let's just hope that Scotland get the result. Who is your first on the team sheet? Kieran Tierney for me. Yeah? Yeah. Because okay. I always, always, go, I always yeah. go with John McGinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what do you reckon, Ryan? Who's, who's first on your team sheet? Sander Clark. <laughs> <laughs> an- that is a good answer. Who's your uh, second? <laughs> Uh, Kieran Tierney John McGinn they, 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 they two for me are a stick on they're, they're, they're Mr. They're Mr. Consistency I would say the two of them mm-hmm. um, they're never they're very rarely injured I would say and they, they always give 100% so yeah definitely and on the terms of bringing in new personnel I think that's mm-hmm. also good because then it gives it gives the other players just a wee bit of a lift like oh I better perform better I better do something better because that guy could take my place or that guy could take my place he didn't want that you know, so. I think it's healthy sorry. as well, and it sh- sorry, uh, Ryan. It shows yeah. you that the depth that Scotland have have now got, uh, and the choices that Steve Clark has there, that he, he can replace players like a Lyndon Dykes, you know, or a Scott McTominay and uh, a Grant Hanley. That there's not too much concern, and you're not sitting here tonight, you know, 24 hours before kickoff, going. I'm really worried as a Scotland mm. fan. Yeah, and we tend to look inwardly all the time as well. And and uh, when when you look outwardly, uh, like I did earlier on today, you find out that uh, one of the 
uh, key players, a 34-year-old who plays in the back three. Igor Armash for Moldova has retired in the midst of the qualification campaign. He's packed it in after the last game in Israel. <laughs> um, and one of, their, the, one of their players that plays with a, a well-known club, and there aren't many of those, he plays with Olympiakos Ryabchuk, the left wing-back. Okay. Uh, he's, he's out injured as well. So, you know, they will have their selection issues just as Scotland have our selection will, issues. They will have their personal pride Mm. Uh, and, and wanting to go out and perform well, represent their country. And, and Leanne will vouch for this. Sometimes these games are really, really difficult. You know, teams that defend deep, that, that, that leave very little space for you to, to exploit. And it's important that you start well at a tempo and that early goal can be priceless. All of time for his three scoreline predictions. Ryan, firstly. Uh, I'll go I'll, I'll go a 1-0 victory. 1-0 Scotland. Good man. Good to have you on the show. Cheers, Ryan. Leanne? Cheers. 2-0 Scotland. Yep. And Craig. I'm with Leanne. 2-0 Scotland. And Bob, but by come on, give us a score. Come on. I am going for 1-0 Scotland. Yep. Yeah. And yep. for a change, it's not 1-0 Lyndon Dykes. It's going to have to be 1-0 somebody else. Maybe Jacob Brown. <laughs> Jacob Brown. Take that. Yeah. Take that. Off the bench or starting? Oh, st- I'm, I've, I've got him in from the start. Okay. Alongside uh, Che Adams up front, um, which means he probably won't be starting. Uh, by the time we're on air tomorrow night, uh, the game will be underway. So, in fact, we will be on air before the game goes underway tomorrow night. Gina's going to be playing some tartan anthems and then on with the show and on with the game. Moldova against Scotland. Join us tomorrow night uh, for the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, go, go.